0: Hello everybody, this is Charles with the Barbershop Podcast. I hope that you all are having a lovely, lovely day. Uh, today, I know that my day has been quite interesting so far, but that's not necessarily a complaint. At any rate, if you all will be celebrating uh, this weekend, uh, or if you did celebrate St. Patrick's Day, we hope that you um, always keep your safety in mind. Don't drink too much. There are lifts and Ubers out there for you everywhere, so be smart about that. Today, uh, I'm sitting with a uh, licensed therapist, uh, Michelle Steve out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri. We'll just say St. Louis, Missouri, because if we mention any other areas, you guys probably don't know where the hell that is, but uh, we are here, and uh, it's been a long time coming, but I think um, I'm excited about it. I think that uh, you guys will find that she has something to say that may interest you, and uh, I just you know, couldn't be happier to get a chance to talk to her today. Michelle, how are you? I'm good. Good. I'm I'm glad for having me. Hey, no problem. Glad to uh, to be able to sit down and and speak with you. I know that uh, this wasn't our original setup. We had something else planned. (laughs) But um, hey, things work out the way that they're supposed to. You know, Michelle, um, you have been extremely vocal about um, some of the things going on with men. As you know, and and as you guys out there listening know, uh, there's a lot of talk about manhood, about masculinity, about toxic masculinity, about patriarchy, about go on and on and on. If it has anything to do with men, people are talking about it. Now, men are talking about it and women are talking about it, but I think women are probably talking about it a little more than men. And to be quite honest, you know, sometimes when women are talking about this, Michelle, they aren't necessarily... Uh, talking about it from every aspect, no. you know, and um, now I think it's very good that people are concerned about men today. But in my view, I think that we're leaning in one direction mm-hmm. and that we aren't really having a balanced discussion.
1: That's fair.
0: Okay. Yeah. You say that's fair. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. So in in your mind, and I know you've done a lot of work with young women, but you've also done a lot of work with young men, Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you think men out there really, really need? We talk about safe spaces, but there's something that's happening with safe spaces, and I'll touch on it in a minute. But what do you think young men really need in order to turn the corner uh, to address some of the issues that folks are talking about today?
1: I think... I think they need
0: so many things.
1: (laughs) I think that, you know, we talk about them having a safe space, but I don't really know that it's been in my experience that a safe place really exists for men to have these types of dialogues. Mm -hmm. I think for me, what men need is one person, at -hmm. least one person Mm -hmm. that they have learned is safe for them to communicate with. Yeah because once you find that person, there's no stopping the dialogue. But I don't know that like, like I don't know that I could find you know, a group of men to get them to come here to my office to have the dialogue, mm-hmm. but I could get one who I trust because of the relationship with me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that they know that I can handle them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I can get them in, and that's how we get some of that need met. And I think it starts with that connection mm-hmm. in the relationship.
0: Yeah. So I have a question about, about safe space. I, as you were talking, I was thinking, right, probably shouldn't yeah. be thinking, You're good. but I, it's just <laughs> I'm, we're you here. Know, this safe space thing, and we try to do that. Mm-hmm. We try to provide that. But it, we're, there are also other people who are talking about safe space, but I get the feeling that they don't really mean safe space, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and you say no. So what do they mean when they say safe
2: space? Um.
1: Well, something you have to know about me though, like I'm going to be resistant to any type of language that says things like safe space Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm a therapist. Mm -hmm. I like talking about feelings. I'm good with (laughs) it. Like that's what we, that's what we do here. Right. Um, So for me, when I hear things like the safe space, like I automatically become resistant because I also have experienced that others experience it that way, in particular men. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how, how I, you know, it, it, on my website that I built, in nowhere in the website does it say, come find a safe space to talk. Because right. every time I look at other therapist websites that mm-hmm. say that, yep. I, the, I, I cringe. oh my <laughs> God, I hate it. I hate it. Stop. Like, it, it's just like stating the obvious that like, right. it's, of course it's a safe fucking space. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. What else mm-hmm. is it supposed to be? So, I think a big piece, possibly, that well, that I'm experiencing, that I'm finding, is that language is really important. Yeah. Language is really important to men um, in getting men through the door. Mm-hmm. Because when I start using a lot of feelings talk and a lot of safe space talk, mm-hmm. I lose them.
2: Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> so thinking
1: about like what a safe space means to those other people who are using it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I
0: I don't even know that they know. Got you. And it's, I mean, we use it uh, for the organization, but I'm also careful about it because I think that sometimes safe space may sound too feminine for. Agreed.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? That's why I'm not. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It may very well sound too feminine for some guys out there. And it's not, and it doesn't mean that there shouldn't be our. I don't mean to be offensive in saying something sounding too feminine, but when you consider where the guys are coming from. Right.
1: right? It's too feminine. It's
0: too feminine.
1: (laughs) It's okay. Yeah. It's just too feminine. It is.
0: They're like, yo, I haven't had that experience. I'm sorry. And one of the things that I always get from guys about feelings and emotions is, dude, what, they want me to talk like a woman? Like, what, am I supposed to use words? Like, what am I supposed to do? Right. You know? And so what I try to convey to guys is no. No, you don't have to sound like what you think a woman sounds like or right. whatever is uncomfortable to you. If it feels like it's not your inner self, right? Right. Then fuck it. Don't deal with that. That's right. not you.
1: Well, you and I think a lot of the times too, when we talk about like safe space, so, you know, I feel like I've got a lot of more masculine qualities within me, I think sometimes. And so maybe that's why I also kind of wince at mm-hmm. the, the term safe space. Yeah. But it, so if we're talking about men and how we talk about mental health and how we get them in the door and things like that a safe space it's been in my experience at least that a safe space to men does not look like a therapy office right so a safe space looks like a court
0: mm,
1: a it. gym something along those lines yeah. or a some wood shop. a wood shop, a wood shop right? exactly yeah. um, anything that it doesn't have to do necessarily with a therapist's office. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm trying to get them here so we can really do some good work,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I have to create and provide an environment that is not threatening to them. Yeah. Yeah. In that sense of this, you know, a safe place because a safe place for men most of the time is not a therapist's, you know, a therapist's yeah. office.
0: Right. And that's something that, you know, I was thinking about uh, one time uh, with, the, with the new recommendations that were made by uh, the APA, I think it was, mm-hmm. you know, talking about masculinity and stuff like that. They took the standpoint of, hey, maybe we haven't taken into consideration uh, uh, the way men think, feel, act right. perspectives and what have you. But there's a point that they left out, and it's this. The other reason why they had to create that document was because today most of the people who are practicing applied therapy are women,
1: Yes. not men. Right.
0: So in essence, what they're really saying is, hey, women, remember, maybe you need to consider all the different types of men that you're trying to get to your offices right. today, right? right? And they left that part out. Right. That's another way of looking at it. Right. But I think another thing that stood out was this, before they came up with those precepts or those recommendations um, I found out that there was an individual who had some pushback about how they came up with the recommendations. Okay. And when they, they were canvassing people to get involved and do the research and whatnot one individual asked the people in the room about their political affiliation. Now it really shouldn't have anything to do with anything. However, right. we know Here sometimes we it does, right. yeah. And so the irony was that um, the individuals in the room uh, were primarily Democrats, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, there were a lot of okay. independents, there were very few conservatives, sure. okay? And one of the uh, um, people said, well, wait, that's not fair. Why are they asking us that question? That shouldn't have to do with our research. It shouldn't sway our research. But let's look at research this way. A lot of us do research for things that we're interested in. Whether we want to support it or we want to oppose it, we're interested in it. And so I don't think that that colors everybody. I'm not saying that those recommendations were bad. However, speaking on behalf of men, we have to take that into consideration that they haven't felt like they were invited to the table. Well, they weren't. They weren't. Which is (laughs) actually uh, a contradiction to feminist theory. Right. Because everybody gets That we're all equal. That we're all at the table. Yes. (laughs) That we're all invited to the table. Well, believe it or not, a lot of guys are saying today, as we're talking about patriarchy, masculinity, and stuff like that, that they're not feeling like they're being invited to the table. Or that part of them is being invited, but not the whole.
1: No, they're not fully accepted.
0: Why do you think that is?
1: I don't know that people are are, are communicating to to understand it's here. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I think we've got I think we've got two pretty extreme groups shouting. Okay. Um, we've got women screaming about like the patriarchy and like we have to take that down and we have to, you know, but but we're feminists, mm-hmm. okay? But yeah. feminist means we love men mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if men I just feel like men have been painted into a corner. They're not really yep. allowed to have the discussion. So either it's you are completely with us. Right. Women. Mm-hmm. You are either 100% with us, but you don't get to question us. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Yep. You can agree with us. Right. But you don't get to question us. You don't get to ask, be curious. Mm-hmm. And I think when you've got two parties that are really just that polarized and men are feeling like, like I can't open my fucking mouth. Right. It's better just not to say anything at this point, and I don't necessarily blame them. Yeah. And the problem is, is I don't think we're communicating to understand and mm-hmm. to hear each other because I mean, you and I both know, like that—that's where the change happens. Right. And right. men should be able to question, and they should be able. And I found realistically that most men, they just don't get it.
0: Mm. What do you mean they don't get it?
1: Well, when they're asking questions, okay. Like if they're you know in a dialogue with a woman about you know. The me too movement things that are happening just in normal life when they're asking questions it's not because they're trying to like give a dig or like one-up us they're, they're like help me understand but women we are so defensive mm-hmm. that we don't hear that they're 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 coming from a place of curiosity mm-hmm. like okay like no actually help me understand right, this right um we're just ready to fight yeah
0: guys are passionate sports fans So passionate that our moods and our emotions are directly linked to the fate of our favorite team. But if your team's loss turns into a hole punched through the wall or a remote control tossed through your LCD TV screen, then you might be a little too passionate. Visit HealthyMenMichigan.org to take a free anonymous mental health screening and find tools and resources to help you get back in the game. Based on your results, you may be eligible for a paid volunteer research study. This program is funded by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Eckhart Tolle um, talks about the ego identity. There's the individual ego identity, sure. and then there's the collective ego identity, and that um, there's a certain point where women woke up, and, and it was good because, you know, there was oppression happening, there was, there was this, this issue of uh, inequality that was going on, and then, you know, you start to get so close to the edge of the cliff where you you topple over oh, right. you drop off. And so we, are we looking at uh, that place right now where uh, women who are fighting for equality, uh, and, and there's still a lot of inequality. I think about mm-hmm. the U.S. soccer team, the U.S. women's yeah. soccer team, who is so much better than the men's <laughs> U.S. soccer team and, and also brings in more revenue, sure. um, but they're being paid 25% sure. of what the men are getting. That's wrong okay so they're still like they still need to be pushing right. but I think that there are certain fringes out there who are pushing so hard
1: we lost our audience
0: there you go yeah it's like well, lost wait, our audience. everybody's right. turning they're gonna turn the ear off right um you know and the other thing that we can do is if we go back in history we look at groups of people who have been oppressed once they are no longer oppressed they don't come back and treat the other people who oppressed them fairly. Right. Right. <laughs> they don't have a stopgap gap either. Right. Whether you're talking about, uh, I, I think about uh, back when Saddam Hussein was punishing the, the Shiite Muslims in Iraq. When the Shiite Muslims were liberated, they turned around and punished the Sunnis. Right. right? right. I think about the, the Hutus and the Tutsis and how that flipped and flipped again. Right. And Obviously, we you know the Belgians had a part to do with that, but Those are examples in history that are not far off where you fall over the cliff um, and then people stop listening. So I, too, believe that I don't get me wrong. I think that there are some guys out there who are just dicks. I think that there are some guys out there who are like they're just pricks. Okay, But I also think that there are some men out there, a lot of guys who even myself, we're like, wait a minute. What does it mean? Like how, okay consent or attraction right. how, how do I don't don't cat call okay how do I get her attention exactly right. what's okay and what's okay if I see her at the bar am I a creep because I walked up to her and offered her a drink now right. like guys don't know what they're supposed to do right. and, and and let me also mention because I hate words like supposed to sure right guys don't know how, what's natural? How do I get on with this person anymore?
1: Well, but I also think that we've scared men into, on, in many instances, not all, but I think we've scared men into thinking that there's no way to approach us mm-hmm. at the same time. I think, but at the same time, that comes from, you know, I always feel like the craziest, you know, shout the loudest. Yeah. And so like if if I were, if I had a group of my girlfriends here, most of them would be laughing that, like, there is an, an appropriate way to, right. to approach a female. Mm-hmm. And I think the frustration often lies is that we don't know how to express it anymore because we don't think that men are interested in hearing us anymore. And men have been backed into the corner. Mm-hmm. And so they just think it's, you know, no holds bar. I can't talk to anybody. Yeah. And, so the re- and the reality is there is an appropriate way. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it's not that fucking complicated. Yeah. And the the problem with these, you know, the polarizations that we're in right now of the extreme feminism, and men feeling like you know they've been castrated and can't right. make right. any <laughs> solid move <laughs> at this point, yeah. is that it, it's just quite simple. Mm. But we've painted everybody into these extremes, and nobody knows how to make that move.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: it's really much more simple than we're
0: making it, I think. I wanted to ask you about anger. And, sure. you know, we're talking about men and women relating to each other in, in this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just so you guys know out there listening, understand that this is 2019. By the year 2025, these topics you won't be talking about or your children won't be talking about. They'll, they'll be focusing on something else. And don't be surprised if they have a totally different view than you do. Now, <laughs> anger. I get the feeling that women and men are extremely angry at each other, okay, that collectively speaking, there's just this, the women did it, or the men did it, right? right? And how do you, when it's collective anger, where do you start? So I think,
1: I always have, like, because when I get really kind of pulled into this kind of stuff, like, I I get kind of sucked in, and like, how do I, how do I help this? How do I... So, for me, it starts because I, I see a significant number in my practice of young men, and mm-hmm. I start with them. I always go back to the youth. But I will tell you, like, what do you do with the anger? And again, this, I mean, it's just the way I practice my belief system about anger. Mm. Probably gonna lose a few people, but whatever.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Um,
1: quite frankly, I think anger is a bullshit emotion.
0: Mm, why do you say that?
1: Because I don't think it's, I think in, in the grand scheme of things, is anger real? Yes. Okay. I think anger is a mask for every other emotion that we have that we either don't know how to identify, deal with, cope with, or it's not safe to. Got gotcha. you. So it's safe for me to be pissed off. I can work pissed off. I can function angry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I can, my life can roll on when I'm angry. My friends and my family, they know what to do with me if I if I'm hot and I'm getting, you know, I'm all pissed off. Okay. There's not very many people I think that know what to do with me when I'm crying. I see. I can't go to work crying. I can't go to work like super emotional. Right. Socially it's safer for men to be angry. Right. Socially it's safer for all of us to be angry, but I think it's really a bullshit emotion. And if you and it's a lot of I do a lot of this work with men and the young men that I work with, describing it as a mask and I'm I'm, and I always tell them I'm gonna give you your mask before you walk out this door like I'm not I'm not gonna keep it like you (laughs) you get it before you leave here because I don't I don't want you to leave without it okay but so if we take that mask off and we set it on the table and I ask you to talk about what's under the mask what else is there we're often gonna see shame right hurt Mm -hmm. fear Mm -hmm. embarrassment great we can process through some of that I'll flip your mask on as you walk out the door. But in terms of like this big societal piece, it's for me it's still the same. Like I see it as a bullshit emotion. Like yes, I'm angry about some things that I've experienced as a woman, that it's legit. Mm -hmm. But it is not the only factor and the only feeling that I have. If I take the anger mask off and I set it on the table and I had a group of, you know, men here who didn't you know, who weren't interested in feminism, but if I had them in front of me and could look them in the eyes and say, really under my anger is a lot of fear. Yeah. under my anger is the heartfelt desire that men knew certain things about being a woman that you just you just don't know mm-hmm. like you, you have no idea that every time I get out of the car I'm looking around my shoulder when I'm buckling my kid mm-hmm. into his car seat that I'm afraid that someone that I'm vulnerable right. and that someone could hurt me mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed that I have to admit that I know I'm weaker than men physically, and that I'm vulnerable. Like under the mask of anger is where all the truth lies. Right. Yeah. And so inviting, you know, people to just in and it for me, I just have experienced it has to be in more intimate settings, even like this. Like Mm -hmm. set that set that mask right here, just for a second, right? And let's see what's under, and that's where you find the human experience.
0: That's right. I think so. Um, Yeah, it's very interesting and important, as you say. Uh, take the mask off to find the human experience, because I was having a conversation uh, with Wahid earlier today uh, about all the other emotions that go before anger, that come before Correct. before That's anger. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think that a lot of times we never get the opportunity to go back and, and address the at the time, same time, and you know this, you have a thought and you have a feeling. Mm-hmm. And you have a thought and you have a feeling. Right. Or you have a feeling and you have a thought about what you felt. Right. You have a feeling and you have a thought about what you felt. <laughs> but do we often communicate that stuff to other people? Right. The majority of the times, we don't. Right. We, 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 don't, commun- we don't communicate the, the, the feeling and the thought until we get angry. Correct. And at that point when we're angry, that's all that matters. Not- well, anger
1: gives us the permission to finally speak on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because then, I mean, how effective are you? Yeah, it
0: doesn't come when, out right. Nothing right. comes out. <laughs> no,
1: exactly. Exactly. It's just, it's funny. It's, it's like anger and alcohol. They give us the permission to finally speak on yeah, it. Yeah, right. You know? just the, the thought and the <laughs>
0: feeling is nothing. Right. We could actually just address the thought and the feeling and be a lot better. Right. 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 Transforming gender norms, enriching mental health, engaging in social support. These are the goals of the YB Men Project a social media intervention created specifically for young black men. To learn more about the YB Men Project, visit us at ybmenproject.com. The YB Men Project is funded by the University of Michigan School of Social Work, the University of Michigan Depression Center, and the Steve Fund. You know, I, I think about men and um, this this anger that men have. And I don't know, because my experiences haven't been... Uh, they haven't led me to anger necessarily with a lot of women, but, but it seems like when I'm talking to men, a lot of men are angry and they are particularly, like, as I said, angry with women. Sure. Um, you could have had a guy who got his ass kicked by Bubba down the street, but he'll be talking about being angry. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be talking about being angry with somebody who is physically weaker than him, right? somebody who is smaller than him, right. and it's safer. Yeah. It, it's safer. Um, and, and so I think we have to acknowledge that, um, that women have been the targets of men's anger. Okay, But I also think that it's important to say, uh, before any women listening, it's also important to say that, the feelings and thoughts before that anger is something that we all need to be concerned right. with, okay? Well, that's where the it truth is. lies. Right, right. That's what it, And, and I, I think it's even even um, on women's parts, and I know this will piss women off, but I think it's actually easier for women to focus on a man's anger. For sure. Because if, we, if, if women are focusing on a man's anger, then that, that man's wrong now and see, look, there goes a the big bad wolf right, right. there. Gotcha. that angry guy right right and it's a gotcha moment. It, it is it is yep. and it, it sucks to be um in that position and i know that there are guys out there who are in that position and and there are there are probably some women out there who are in those those positions as well right. but i just think that collectively speaking um i always say i wish people would put down the gender war for a minute um right. because you, you're not getting anywhere you're oh. just launching bombs over the fence well the problem forth. is
1: is everybody's it's a problem and it's the solution all at the same time. People just want to be heard. Right. Men don't feel like they're being heard. And women don't feel like they're being heard. Mm-hmm. And so we just keep sh- shouting louder. Right. Just because you scream louder doesn't make you right. Right. And so, like I said, you know, the, the problem is the solution mm-hmm. that people just want. They just want to be heard. And men... Even though you know with the idea of the patriarchy and that they've their 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 voice is valuable too, because there's mm-hmm. fear, yeah, and whether the fear is, is is it gets to be welcome, it gets to be here, and it doesn't make them wrong, and it doesn't make them bad men. it just means it's a part of them and it's here
0: yeah
1: and in, instead of shutting that out. We ju- it's just it's just very simple. We all just want to be heard, and it's yeah. the problem, and it's the solution at the same time. And we have to find a way to be able to hear each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, switching it up just a bit. I mean, we're still focusing on it on it, uh, gender relations and men mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that. But I, I have a question for you. So there's this TV oh, show that I, yeah, <laughs> there's this TV show that I love. Um and as soon as I say I love it, I always forget it. But uh it's Last Man Standing. Okay. Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. I'm just a huge Tim yeah. Allen fan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Last Man Standing, one of his um his son-in-laws sure. is a self-proclaimed feminist. Yes. Yes. Okay. And just the weirdest kind of character. Uh but but I have a question for you, and I, I don't know if you can answer this, but is it is it necessary, because I saw someone say that, and this was a man who wrote this, he said that every man needs to declare himself a feminist. It, do you think that it's really necessary for a man to no. declare? You don't have to do <laughs> this.
1: I, they can't hear my irony. Really, so, so it's no, not. It's not necessary. Necessary. No, it's not necessary. I don't have
0: to call myself a feminist to help support women to, to come to no. the, no, oh, no.
1: We're talking, again, about the extremes. I see. So here's here's the deal like for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you are if you are allowed permission to be in my life as a man
0: mm-hmm.
1: I already know this about you
0: Got you I don't I don't
1: I don't need the declaration because if I didn't think that you valued me enough that I should be afforded, you know, equal pay and all the like no you're not going to be here mm-hmm. And I don't I just and maybe I maybe this is where I think sometimes women go wrong is that we want it to be shouted. And I will speak for a part of myself that there are some instances I think that that would be quite lovely sometimes. <laughs> but it it shouldn't be unnecessary yeah. in a relationship, right? Like yeah. I don't I don't need to like walk around behind you and be like, hey, I love men.
0: Yeah, right. Right. I, I yeah. got your back. Like <laughs> I
1: I I, I, lo- I love men. Just so everybody like. What are,
0: what are we doing? Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Because like, all it, it's,
1: slow down. You know, you know what I mean?
0: It's so crazy. What's happening is you've got the guy that's like, hey, you've got to declare yourself a feminist. And yes. then, uh, this, but this weird sick stuff is happening where there are guys out there who are declaring themselves feminists, right? Right. But guess what they're doing? They're running through the women. But they're, you know, and they're using right. this feminist rhetoric, right? They're, they're smoozing with these, with these women. Right. They're everybody's best buddy.
1: And a woman always knows. We know what you're doing.
0: Okay, you know, <laughs> you see, <laughs> so, I mean.
1: No, I just think, I, I don't know, all of this stuff for me, I, it just makes me want to, like, like, just stop.
0: Yeah, well, we need to stop. Just
1: stop, let's we quit need. defining it, because as soon as, I have, I don't know many men. Now, I feel like I have a lot of strong men around me who would probably call themselves feminists or whatever, but as mm-hmm. soon as that word is put on the table.
0: Yeah.
1: I lose, I feel like I lose all credibility. I've (laughs) lost all men in the room. I've lost, you know what I mean? So like I said in the beginning, like language is really important Mm -hmm. to me. And so I think that these words are just, they're so provocative anymore. And instead of it being something that women are proud of, it, you know, it's turned on us in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, but not for everybody I mean that the, you know every person's experience is going to be different with it but right For me um, I feel like we've lost our audience a little bit yeah um, And I think there's a way to get us all back on the same page but mm-hmm. like, language is really it's it's really important yeah and it holds value and it holds weight with people right. and it should
0: absolutely yeah I think so. Hey guys, Riley here. If you're enjoying today's show and would like to hear more, you can gain access to member-only content by going to patreon.com slash thebarbershopgroup. We aim to provide as much value as possible to you and the rest of our community, and our listeners play an important role. So if you want more content, or if you're just happy to support our mission and the other men out there, head over to patreon.com slash thebarbershopgroup to contribute today. Uh, and we've been talking to Michelle Stee, licensed therapist out of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, and uh, I'm sure you'll hear more uh, from her in the near future. So just keep your ears peeled back. But Michelle, you know, talking about mental health, men and women, mm-hmm. gender stuff, mm-hmm. right? Uh, play a, a quick game. Yep. Okay. So.
1: My friends will tell you I don't sport, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Okay. So. Three things that uh, men can do to support women today.
1: Wow. Thank you for asking that. Holy cow. <laughs> do you see like I'm, I'm almost blushing? I think that's... So, so ask questions just like that. I literally, like, I'm blushing. I okay. feel like a kid that um, a man asked me that.
0: Got you. Okay.
1: So three things that men can do. Yeah. To support women? Is that what you... I see yeah. you even lost it. Yeah.
0: Three things that men can do today to support women.
1: Um, I... Wow. You really caught me off guard. Because I... Because that's Me personally, that is something that, like... It's probably my biggest struggle with the, this topic is that I, I just wish men would ask me Like, why do you why do you really feel this? Like, what do you wish that we knew about your life as a woman? Mm -hmm. I wish men would ask more of their women that. Yeah. Um, So that's that's pretty huge. Wow, Mm -hmm. you really coming up front. So that yeah, that's really important for me. Mm -hmm. I think um, another thing I wish men. know or they could do and this is just something that like my best friend and I Beth we talk about all the time there are just things that we wish you knew that you did that made us uncomfortable that we we wish you you would just be mindful of like um, like if you're in a garage with us and we're both walking towards the door like I'm automatically worried that I'm in a vulnerable spot if there is a man behind Mm me I don't care if he's only like four feet tall. Just we're just we're (laughs) just in that position. So just subtle things like that, and that the other thing I wish men knew or understood is that we love you,
0: Mm.
1: and we we want really good men in our lives, and um, want you to have our back, just the way we want to have yours, and that we're not. We don't want to fight you. Yeah. And so I think if men, I don't know, it's challenging because we, it's who's going to put down weapons first?
0: Right, right.
1: Who's going to put that's down right. weapons first? Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. Wow. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Me. I wish I knew so I could give you something actually
0: legit. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know what? It's supposed to be real, and, yeah. and I love to uh, always love to um, to ask those kinds of questions. Yeah. Um, you know. So continuing on,
1: what do you wish women knew? Um, or what do you wish yeah you know
0: you I, would do or no I, I I think I wish that women would put down the weapons yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> okay um, but but the other thing that i I wish that women today would do some anyway is um, let's stop trying to abridge history uh, and I think that's part of by uh, I, I guess that's part of maybe a by-part of putting down weapons is I think that uh, we are forgetting women are forgetting some men are forgetting too
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, how vast history has been all right. around the world. Right. I think that there's a very um, a very white Anglo-Saxon abridged feminine view of things today, mm-hmm. and, and also a very white Anglo-Saxon Male view of things today, and I think that that it's leaving a lot of other perspectives and experiences out. Um, I wish that women would actually be open to what it's like to be a man. Mm-hmm. Um, what it's especially like, especially to, today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, what it's like to be a man and 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 feel pain. You know, a lot of women, a lot of women want a man to feel what it's like to go through child labor well a lot of men actually want women to feel the pain that we endure and don't speak about
1: the suffering and silence is the most profound thing that i've learned in working with men and with young men
0: yeah
1: the 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 silence is it's, it's wild that yeah. you, you all have to live this way.
0: Right. I, I, and I say that because, you know, and I, it, I, every generalization has an exception to of the worse. rule. But, you know, so many women, when they're hurting, when they're going through something, they got somebody to lean on. Right. They've got a girlfriend they can call, a sister. They have somebody Someone. somewhere who is okay with the tears and the agony and the stress and the I flip the fuck out moment right. and, you know. Right that somebody's still going to come over and bring chocolates or say, hey, come go to dinner or go to the right. bar with me and blah. Somebody's going right. to respond. Yep. A lot of men don't have people who respond.
1: There's no call to action with men, I find, because they haven't shared that they need it. Right, yeah. And it's, it's probably, I don't, it's been the most, like I said, the most profound thing that I've realized in working with men is the amount of isolation. Mm-hmm. And the extra stress and turmoil that that causes mm. in men. I'm sorry, I took over your... No, no you it's, okay.
0: it's okay. And it's okay. And the last thing is related to Marvel and DC Comics. And, and that's that I wish that women would stop fantasizing about who they think we are or should be. I was telling Waheed earlier, I cannot stand... When people say a real man would, or a real man should, or a real man is, no, 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 it's just a man. He just is. Period. We all right. just are. Period. We don't have to add a word to it. Right. Okay. Um, I I wish that the women would just love men. As you said, you all love just love us just as we are. Right. Believe it or not, and I know what people hear when they. When they, when they hear me say that, I know what they think. They think, oh, wait, you mean I got to put up with this bullshit? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, believe it or not, if you love a man where he is, mm-hmm. he's probably going to get to another place. Right. But if you don't love him as he is, where he is, it's all going to be hell from here on out. Right. And so that's what I wish that women would do. And I
1: think just, I want to piggyback on that, that like, I wish, I know that women a lot of women feel this way, but I'll speak for myself. We wish you would allow us, like stop protecting us from you.
0: Mm.
1: When I do marriage counseling, the majority of the time, the problem is, you know, the wife, well, he doesn't talk to me, he doesn't communicate and blah, blah, blah. Well, the men often, we hear them say like, I don't I don't want her to have to worry about this. Like I, yeah. I want to protect her from all of this kind of stuff stop protecting us we are capable we want to carry you some days right and if you would allow us that privilege Mm -hmm. of of being strong enough to carry you and all of the things that you don't want us to see because you think we can't handle it or you don't want us to see it Mm -hmm. give us a shot
0: yeah yeah no that's that's good guys and i say it all the time that Uh, telling the truth has never really killed a woman before. (laughs) Okay? I think we can do a lot more damage in lying to them as opposed to telling the truth. Like, emotions in and of themselves, unless they're just really unhealthy, okay? And then it's a byproduct. They don't kill people. And believe it or not, guys, uh, you know, Melody Beattie, who's written a lot on codependency from uh, from the standpoint of, you know, NAAA and just, you know, codependency in and of itself... Trying to control somebody else's emotions are actually really unhealthy for you, okay? Uh, and I won't talk to you about diagnoses and all that stuff. It's not important. Just know that anytime that you're trying to hide who you are or what you feel, it's because you're really, yeah, you're worried about yourself and how you would be perceived, but you're still struggling with some control and uh, you end up trying to control some other folks. So... Again, guys, you've been listening to uh, Michelle Stee, licensed therapist out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, you know, you guys will be able to visit her website. We'll put that up in the show notes, and um, we'll have a couple other things there for you as well. Um, I don't know if you have a professional Facebook page or not. Um, uh, so
1: I've got a personal one. Facebook was a it was a pretty challenging thing it for me to join, so I'm, well, not, I'm not quite there. I, that I see. Well, you know what? We'll,
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure that everybody uh, in this area can reach out to you. I know right. we have a lot of listeners in the, um, in the uh, St. Louis metro area. Um, and so, guys, if you are looking for uh, a therapist or you know someone in need, you'll be able to uh, reach out to her, call her, email her, again, visit the website, and uh, just... You know, get up to bat, man. You, we are here for you guys. You listen to us preach and teach about this all the time. Uh, we try to include all the perspectives and, and talk about things that a lot of people talk about quietly. Well, we talk about them openly. So uh, it's been good to have you all listening today. And uh, we hope that you all be well. You take care. We'll talk soon.
2: The Barbershop Group provides safe spaces for men to discuss issues of well-being and mental health. The Barbershop Group also serves as a resource to the community, providing consultations and public speakers through partnerships with attorneys, mental health professionals, family agencies, religious institutions, and other advocates. In the near future... The Barbershop Group seeks to renovate dilapidated residential and commercial properties in urban areas to create respite shelters for displaced men. We will also host mentorship retreats and workshops for young men and adults to foster growth through our Iron Sharpening Iron and our Rebuilding Men programs. In addition, we host a weekly podcast covering issues of mental health, homelessness, financial literacy, education, and leadership. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please email us at info at barbershopgroup.org. Visit our Facebook page or call 313-585-9948 for more information.